Welcome to the Five Star Life Show, your home for content related to education, parenting, and changing wrong mindsets so you can live a five-star life. I'm your host, Coach Seth. Let's do this. Welcome back to the Five Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth, and today I'm not joined with my amazing co-host, Coach Mia. I have producer Brandon in the house sitting in Mia's chair. So, Brandon, welcome. Ah, thank you, Seth. So, I think this is your first time officially co-hosting with me. Yeah, this is this is new. I'm a little nervous. I'm like, I feel like I got to be Mia today. <laughs> Don't it's try a, to be Mia. It's a whole new role for me. <laughs> I didn't dress like her though, so it's okay. That's good. That's a good. Th- I'm happy about that. Um, and and then we've got uh, super producer Bray, uh, in the booth. Bray, welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. I like the name super producer. It's because you picked it about about <laughs> two minutes ago. He's like, by the way, introduce me as if if you if you bring me on, introduce me as super producer Bray. And Brandon loves that name. Yeah, I thought it was more of a substitute. He's just filling in for me today. Substitute, or we can you know. Substitute producer Bray. (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) Whatever you guys need me to do. (laughs) If you're just tuning in, uh, I want to encourage you, take a little bit of time to go to our website. If if you've been listening to our program, go to fivestarlife.org. Learn more about all the things that we're doing in 2023. We've got so many ways that we're impacting kids and changing culture by targeting their mindset, their operating system. And, you know, there's a lot of people that listen to this show, Brandon, who um, they have a heart for kids. That's why they stay tuned in. And some of the topics, obviously, they're relevant for everybody. Mm-hmm. When you start talking about mindset and, and the ripple effect that has on your your actions, your uh, your personality, um, you know, your work, like everything in your life, your relationships, it's really good. But there's some that I know are listening that they want to get involved. And so I want to encourage you to go to our website, check out ways to get involved. We're doing this big volunteer push right now because we're partnering with schools and organizations to reach more schools than ever in 2023 through after school programs and summer programs. So go to our website, fivestarlife.org. Uh, click the uh, volunteer button and um, our folks will touch base with you and set up a process. By the way, when you fill out information saying you're you're interested in volunteering, you're not signing your life away for like the next five years. It, there's no commitment. You're just saying, I'd like to learn more. And then they'll take you through this, this really simple process of kind of explaining what ways you can serve. We have something for just about everybody. Yeah, I was, I was literally just thinking that we have just about as many volunteer opportunities as we could offer. There's something for everyone. If you're into blacksmithing, if you're into basketball, if you're into high ropes, there's something for just about every, every type of person. Yeah. You like doing, you know, you like splitting wood. You Mm -hmm. like, you know, you like the outdoors, you like teaching kids how to fit. There's so many different unique ways to get involved. And, you know, ultimately kids, they need, People, people change people's lives. That that's how this works. And so, we really are recruiting an army of volunteers um, during COVID. Um, we had to pause a lot of our face to face 
uh, interaction with kids as far as pro- programming goes. Our video curriculum grew at that point, and that's still growing, and that's dynamic. Um, but we, we have so many things for kids, and we need an army of volunteers. Go to fivesolife.org. Um, so, so today, I want to shift gears. we got a great lesson planned that uh, we taught kids um, in our video curriculum, and it's all about, we're in this theme called rule, uh, which means to have dominion or control over an area or a people. And even on this show, we've been we've been kind of mirroring our lessons to kids, but we reteach all of these and just have a conversation, an adult conversation for, for parents, for teachers. And so this idea of ruling relationships, uh, research says, Brandon, that we're hardwired to be connected. Our minds, our our bodies, we are we are engineered to be connected relationally. It's impossible to thrive without those relationships. So ultimately, you know, we, the way this this fleshes out is we are put into subgroups called families, right? And those families, uh, we have parents and grandparents, we have cousins, we have siblings, we have all these different people that, that then we have to learn how to get along with. Get along with being the key word. Getting along with people. And so at the very mention of family, everybody has a different reaction. When people hear the word family, some people get these warm, fuzzy thoughts and feelings and other people kind of cringe because family is not a fun word. Like they've probably you've spent months or years running from family because they make you cringe for some reason. Yeah, everyone's family situation is so unique. Like for me or for you or and I, it could be when you hear that word family, like, yeah, you feel really great about it. But for other people, it might be, I don't really have a great family or I don't have a great relationship with my family. And that's that's huge to kind of to dive into. And it, it changes uh, throughout your life. So, so at one phase, I mean, a lot of teenagers go through this phase where they kind of cringe at the word family. And, and But then it's amazing how quickly that turns around because yeah. they need that family. Yeah, you go through this phase of when you're really young, like you love family, you love your parents, you love your grandparents. Then you get to your teenage years where you're like, you're too cool to like really express those feelings. Like you still care about them, but you don't want to show those emotions. And then you get to about your mid-20s, get through college and you're like, man, I really appreciate having those, those dads, like my mom and dad, my parents, my grandparents in my life. Yeah. E- even how you show affection. I grew up in an affectionate family. So huggers, mm-hmm. but then, I mean, once you get middle school, you're done with hugging. Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> you don't give your mom and dad a hug before you walk out on the basketball court, you know, or before you get out of the car, you don't give them a hug and kiss. And you just, I mean, Kids who do that, the parents that you're like, my kids do that, like enjoy it and, and give yourself a big slap on the back um, because uh, you're a unicorn um, and that's wonderful. So they go through this phase where, where then they don't, for the most part, I'm given stereotypes, they're not wanting that. Mm-hmm. But then if it's like my family, by the time I was like probably 18, maybe even 17, like upper teens, uh, early 20s, it's like you go back to because you get more comfortable with who you are. The teenage years, you're trying to figure yourself out. And, and then you come back to like, no, I, like, I love these people and I'm not afraid to show it. Like I, I want to embrace that part of me. Again, that's for huggers. All the huggers out there like, yeah, I get that. And all the people that cringe at hugging, you're like, no, that's not me at all. Yeah, I'm not a hugger. You're not a hunger? No, I'm not. I'm not a big like a 
affectionate person. Yeah. Well, you know what? And that can change too, but yeah, it's just, we're all wired different. Um, so it's funny because I was not super affection either, but having kids and you just grow and mature, it's amazing how like our personality and even if we're open to it, it's amazing how it can change. But I know like my wife and my kids, it changed the level of affection that I show towards people. Like if I wouldn't have had that, I'm, it changed my life. I mean, Bray says this all the time, like since he's had kids that he's way more affectionate or I don't know if affection's the right word. But. I, I've gotten soft since I've had kids. <laughs> like I used to be this, you know, my, like I don't cry watching anything. I can't watch the Lion King now <laughs> without crying. Like I'm serious. It's like, it's the most bizarre thing. I will like my team last summer who I've grown very close with, like I couldn't, like after our last game together, I couldn't talk to them. Like I had, I had to take three minutes or else I was going to cry again, our last huddle. It's just I, ever since my, my son came out, it's just like, I'm soft. I've turned soft on everybody. how did the kids respond? They know what was going on. Or were they like, what, what is Ray's acting weird? Like, I, what is he doing right now? I think they knew because we were all so close and I mean close, you know, um, I think they knew they were all looking at me laughing. I could see some parents in the background starting to tear up, you know, a lot of moms starting to tear up. And it's like, man, this is, they, they knew. For, and I was like, you know, I was trying to play all tough. Cause like, man, come on. You, I can't believe you guys are making, you know, but like I was in the moment, it was tough. It's on video with the guy who, <laughs> the guy who films our games when we win tournaments, will bring the camera down on the tripod and like, we'll just film, like do a little vlog of like our guys reaction as we're taking pictures with our trophies and, so he filmed our last huddle, and it's all on camera. So I, I can, oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That those are great moments to capture. I don't think I've ever gone through a um, a postseason and end of season uh, conversation with the team without crying or like tearing up at least, showing emotion, right? Right. Yeah. So, so, the, and this is the number one thing that we need as human beings is love. And, and that's a part of what you guys are talking about. And it's so interesting how a, a lot of, we're all men here, a lot of times boys, they don't grow up knowing how to show that, be affectionate, show love. Some do, some don't. But boy, I tell you, when you're experiencing it, when you experience it and express it, it's it's incredibly powerful. All right, we got to take a quick break and um, we're going to come back with more right after this. Did you know that you can bring the values, lessons, and mindsets Coach Seth discusses on the Five Star Life podcast to your local community? Schools are searching for programs and content that work. Just a simple introduction to your teacher or principal could be a game changer in your community. Inquire at fivestarlife.org and someone from our team will be in touch. Welcome back to the Five Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth, and uh, you know, the amazing coach Mia, my co-host, is not in the house today. So producer Brandon is sitting in that seat. Welcome back, Brandon. Hey, thank you. It's we got all guys today. Just just the guys. And then in your seat, we've got the um, the substitute producer or the super producer, as I call him, uh, Coach Bray. Titles have already changed from segment one to segment two. <laughs> so which Bray is officially our director of basketball operations for five star basketball. So if you missed the first segment, Bray was just talking about how he's gone soft since his first kid was born. At the break, Bray, you were talking about how you don't even know, like, you can't even explain it. It's just like when when your son was born, something happened. 
I, I don't know. It's so hard to explain. There was just that moment when my 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 son, who was my firstborn, um, you, you see him, you see the life that you've created, and it's just like it's an unbelievable moment that there wasn't anything in the world that I could have done that could have stopped me from crying and like almost weeping in that moment, you know, and. It, it's just so hard to explain. It's just like I, you you mentioned it towards the end of the last segment. It's just love, you know, and it's like you, you created that. And it's just you don't really know what love is to me until you have kids. Right. And I was probably similar to Brandon, like not very affectionate, not not affectionate, but didn't show a ton of emotion and didn't. But when as soon as that happened, my life has completely changed. So you were, <clears throat> you were cold hearted like Brandon? You know, more, yeah. I mean, not cold, but just, <laughs> just you know, it doesn't seem like anything bothers you, you know, or whatever. So I have, I, I have got zero emotion. <laughs> well, you guys both are pretty low-key in the emotion, so we, we, we'll make fun of, like, behind your back, Bray, me and Mia make fun of you all the time. Oh. Like, like, <laughs> like me will say, oh, yeah, I'm so excited. And, and she'll have a straight face with a low emotion, like, and I'm like, Thank, okay, Bray. Because <laughs> hey, Bray, when he's excited, he, he he's just like, oh, man, that's awesome. <laughs> hey, I'm a firm believer in in consistency and no matter what the moment is, right? And when I coach, I'm trying to be like that. I don't try to – I want my players to to be, you know, to act the same no matter what is happening around them, you know, no matter what the environment is. So yeah, we, we love that. We celebrate your personal personality by making fun of you. I love it. That's the only <laughs> way. That's the only way to celebrate. That's love though. So, so we're talking about connection and one of the forms of connection is what humor and, and just celebrating the uniqueness, the differences of all of our personalities. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, we live in a world that is so toxic in trying to press all of us into a certain mold. And it's the part of society we can't stand. And it's the part of society that builds walls and silos. Uh, but celebrating the uniqueness is huge. So I, I, I do want to say this, you know, we're talking about how to rule relationships and we're talking about family relationships. We just did this lesson that we're kind of regurgitating for, for parents and for teachers Um if you have an incredibly close family, I just want to encourage you um, to pause and uh, be mindful and celebrate that and be thankful for that because it, you hear people all the time when they lose someone that's close to them, they just wish they would have enjoyed more of their time. Um, it, it, it's an incredible thing. I was talking to uh, a mom in our Five Star Life SNAP leadership program. That's the program that kids who have like a, a minor offense, they got into some minor trouble. It doesn't land them in the juvenile detention center, but we have a program that's trying to keep them out of there. And, and the kid and the parent both come incredible families that we get to interact with and take through Five Star. And this mom was just, just this past Tuesday was talking, she, she tragically lost, she's a single parent mom who lost, uh, her two oldest teenage sons uh, in a tragic car accident. And she, she said it, it changed the way I parent. And she's kind of just kind of processing it verbally with our group. She's like, it, it changed me because I feel like I'm harder, but yet softer. I, I feel like every day I just know the relevance of the moments I have with them. And so it's changed the way I parent the things that, I used to make a big deal out of, I don't even care about it because I just 
want, I want to make sure I shower them with love and I want to enjoy the moment with them. And then the things I know that are going to, you know, ruin their lives. Some, my older son's gotten some things that hurt their lives. I, 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 I'm pretty hard on, so I'm harder on some things than loose on other things, but I'm just trying to enjoy the moment. And I think, you know, when you, anybody that, anybody that's listening that's had, had suffered loss, you know exactly what she's talking about. You cherish your time. And I just, I want to be those, one of those people. Um, I heard John Maxwell say, uh, don't, don't be, don't go first, go second. I was like, what? Like leaders go first. And I believe leaders go first, but he was making an interesting point. He said, no, no, go second. See, the explorers who were the first ones to eat the mushrooms or try the plant, they died. Is the ones who learned from them that survived and thrived. I, I, do we have to wait until tragedy strikes to value the family relationships we have? Or are we going to meditate on everything we can't stand that gets on our nerves and, and miss life with those people? That, that's a big question. I think that's just a valuable lesson. Just like if you have a strong family right now to kind of kind of pull back and not be so hard on maybe the things that you don't need to be hard on and just enjoy the fact that you have an intact family and maybe a close family. I think that's just a huge lesson that learn from from other people's moments that you, what you have is something they'd be grateful for. I think that's really tough. We we started doing that a little bit as a family. Um, I, I'm gone so, uh, some evenings for basketball programming, and when when we're all home as a family, like we make a point. And I have a four year old, a two year old, and a three month old. Okay, we're not talking so. Uh, like we will sit down at, we eat at the dinner table together. And I know that sounds so simple, but sometimes it's just making it simple. It makes the ultimate difference. And just sitting down as a family, you know, the four-year-old's not going to tell us much about his day, but like just talking amongst each other and just the learning that happens at the dinner table is, is severely undervalued. And it's something that we've noticed as we've, you know, grown our family. And I think that's a that's something that families have just kind of gotten away from in general. Like now you can sit on the couch and watch TV and eat. Uh, there's not, you're more so like traditional, you'd see even like movies or TV of like, we're going to sit at a table and eat and have like a no phone conversation. You don't see that as much anymore. And Bray, you're doing it right. I mean, you're setting the tone early, which it's crazy. I mean, getting everybody to sit still for five minutes is probably a challenge because they eat at different paces. They're wiggly or whatever. But they're going to learn how to create some endurance and it's, you know, as they get older, it's going to become this valuable thing that they love. Our boys love eating. My wife has been incredible at doing that right there. And so same, same with me, my schedule, some evenings I'm out and about, but, but when we're all together, it's so special. And when everybody's, I mean, sometimes it's only a couple of days a week now at this stage of sports and they're all teenagers. So when we are home and we all eat, people just flock in there. They love sitting and talking and laughing. It's really rich and it's just fun. Turns into a card game maybe after dinner. <laughs> a little family euchre. You can imagine in the, in the Moss household how that crazy that gets. Oh, man. Well, you know, <laughs> Seth is a cheater at euchre, so. That's what I've heard. 
Oh man, don't if my wife is listening, she would uh she'd be she's probably paying you guys to bring this up right now. It's probably what's happening. She's probably slipping you uh, some money to to bring these things up. She she gave me a Chipotle gift card to say I, that. <laughs> I won't disclose the amount I earned to Fellas, side side note. It's called a game for a reason, okay? It's it's a game. There's some skill in the gamesmanship of sports and of card games. Otherwise, they become board games, and they you get really bored with those. That's 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 my take, anyways. I know some of you just all of a sudden I just put myself in a little box. <laughs> Sorry about that. Still love me. <laughs> so uh, you know th- this whole idea of of pausing to be grateful for what you have is so important. But if you are listening to this and you're uh, vomiting a little bit in your mouth because this is not something you grew up with. This is not even your family experience right now. Maybe you long for it. Maybe you want it, but maybe your spouse isn't on board or your family situation isn't there. Um, I would say the exact same thing. Pause, take a deep breath because it doesn't mean it's going to be this way forever. We, we, we get to, we get to influence this and choose, and we're going to take a quick break when we come back, we're going to dive into how do you start to take hold of the influence you have in your family. And most people don't even realize how much influence they truly have. Five Star Life is a not-for-profit organization dedicated to changing the face of culture by changing kids' mindsets. Since 2005, we've impacted hundreds of thousands of lives thanks to the generous support of individuals, small businesses, corporations, and foundations. Are you interested in helping Five Star Life grow into all 50 states? With your donation or introduction, you can help bring Five Star Life to your community, school, and state. Go to fivestarlife.org and send us an email today. That's F-I-V-E-S-T-A-R-L-I-F-E dot O-R-G. Welcome back to the Five Star Life Show. Coach Seth here. And again, uh, producer Brandon taking over for Coach Mia. I've gotten through two segments so far. I'm feeling it. Feeling good. Well done. And, and, you know, before the break, I was just encouraging people who uh, maybe their family situation, their connections aren't great. And you're going through this this real trying situation with family. Um, I, I want to encourage you that that it's not guaranteed to be that way forever. Whether you have the family where there, you have connections, relationships that are strong, or whether it's really broken and fragile right now, Everything is subject to change. That, that's what a, a girl in five-star, um, uh, that I'll call Alicia, uh, for privacy's sake, uh, that's what she learned. Um, she was in middle school uh, at the time, and she had a broken relationship with her mom. Her mom uh, suffered with addiction, and so her mom uh, could not provide the love the support that Alicia really needed at, you know, one of the most important developmental stages of her life. And so Alicia, she, she gave into what we call in, a, in previous lessons, a victim mindset. She became a victim of my mom doesn't understand. My mom chooses, you know, drugs over me, all these things that were true, but she became a victim of it. And, and really took that weight on her shoulders. And, it, and, and when you take on victimhood, 
it leads to, um, I mean, just incredible anger and bitterness and angst. And, and one night she's on the phone with her mom. It just, she feels so good because she's kind of just venting at her mom. And her, her final words before slamming down the phone were, I hate you and wish you were dead. Little did she know that those would be the very last words she'd ever speak to her mom as her mom, uh, an addict, depressed, uh, hit those drugs that night um, and, and, and never woke up. That's tough. That, that story is tough. That's one of those, like, I, people always tell you that you, you just never know, like, when the last time is. Like it's, it's kind of a cliche saying, but you never know, like, when the last time, like, I walk out the door and I'm going to see that person. If that's, if that's the, if I see him again tomorrow or if I don't. And that's why I think it's really important just to, when you leave, when you say goodbye to your family members and your la- like your last words, I know there's families that are like, the last thing we always say to each other is I love you or uh, something of gratitude because you, you just don't know. And it'll eat at you if that knowing that that's the last thing you said to someone. Yeah. And then it really did torment this girl. And we walked her through some things, and she, and we're able to help her get through that. But it, it's definitely it's there, right? That, that's there, and so far too many people wrongly think that they don't really have influence. She, she didn't understand the influence she had in her mom's life, mm-hmm. right? Her mom didn't fully understand the level of influence she was having on her daughter's life. Neither of them could grasp their level of influence. And I, I think so much of the time we just throw up our hands and we don't realize like the relationships we have with family, we have more influence than we think. It's amazing the influence we have. Um, and ultimately the, the question becomes, there's influence. What influence will you have? Will your influence be really positive? Will it be negative or will it be Neutral, depending on, on, on your mood. And so I, I just, I believe that every single one of us can have a positive influence, a huge relationship, uh, a huge influence on the relationships in our families. But it, it's going to require a, us having a deep understanding that our, uh, our thoughts are like seeds and that whatever seeds we plant in our thoughts, in our actions, in our words, with our relationships with parents, that those seeds we plant today, we will harvest and will determine the quality of our relationship tomorrow. If, if you can wrap your mind around that fact, the seeds I plant today is what I'm going to harvest and experience tomorrow. Again, it's the long game and people don't like the long game, but it's amazing the influence that can have long-term on your relationship. I mean, that just brings me back to Bray having his kids and his family sit at the table and have dinner. That's those early seeds and what's going to happen as a result of that long, long-term down the road when they're middle schoolers and they're older and they can have those conversations. They're going to enjoy being at the table and it's, it's planting those seeds early. And I think it's, it's a perfect tie into that metaphor. Hundred percent. My my wife has done that so well uh, with food. 
she makes all this food. And so these guys love her. Like, like they just, they're always going to come back to eat. Mm -hmm. Right. That, that's one of those things. Uh, I actually, speaking of this, I actually started to get into, sm I'm a smoker now. <laughs> New habit in 2023. Yes. Yeah. I'm not talking about smoking <laughs> weed. I'm not talking about cigarettes or tobacco. I'm, I'm smoking meat. It's, it's very good that you clarify that because <laughs> when you asked if I was a smoker or if I was into smoking, I was like, uh, I don't know, I, Seth. I, I got like this, this smoking kick uh, a few months ago and I came in all excited after the holiday break. I'm like, uh, I was just eager to tell somebody about what I smoked. You know, you, when you do something new, you're like looking for any opportunity yeah. to talk about it. And then when there's no opportunity, you just make one up. So I was like, yeah, Brandon, are you into smoking? <laughs> Even those puzzled look like, what are you talking about? Like, you're coach Seth. What are you, what, what, where's this conversation going? Is this where we want to really, really want to go, Seth? <laughs> classic, classic dad jokes from coach Seth going to the office. <laughs> so, so I, I got into sm smoking meat because my kids love it. And it's just one of those things that is, is kind of fun. It, that, that's me being intentional about planting seeds that what I am hoping is I'm hoping, cause my dad did this. He, he smokes the most incredible stuff. And so when they're like, Hey, uh, next month we want to pick a date, smoke something. You guys want to chip. We're in count us in. It, yep. It's an easy way. It's like a magnet for connection. Why? Because they've planted those seeds. I, I love that, that example because it's easy. Like it, it wasn't something over the top. And find that connection. Can you take them fishing? Whatever you can connect on. Maybe it's basketball. Maybe it's sports. Maybe it's something completely outside of sports. But just something little, simple as smoking food. Is he just he just really trivialized uh, the art of smoking, Bryce. So I, I, I like his point <laughs> that it's something simple and small. But what I'd like people to believe is that I am I am just I am sweating. I am putting a lot of energy into this wonderful meal. I like people to think that even though it's pretty simple for the, for the <laughs> record, I am not into smoking food, so I don't know what it takes. Brandon doesn't realize you spent 14 hours on that piece of meat. Yeah. Right. Actually it was 15, but who's really counting? <laughs> I mean, nobody's really counting. Uh, no, but, but the, it, it's true. It is, it is the simple stuff that really has the most impact. So going back to this, this foundational question and idea, the seeds you plant today will determine the level of your relationships tomorrow. That thought right there, just latch a hold of it. Whether you have, uh, no matter what relationships you have right now in your family, that this is a, this is important to wrap your mind around because there's hope. And, and if you've been reaping some things that you don't like, um, recognize that it may not change in a day, but through consistency, Things can turn around. It's amazing. And working with uh, the family's five-star life we work with, it, it, they didn't get into that situation in a day that they won't get out of it in a day. But if you're committed to it, and you got to celebrate the small wins, the, the little, small, tiny wins. All right. So breaking this down, Brandon, every single thought we have, talking about seeds, every thought neuroscientists have proven, you can look at uh, the, these scans they do, and you can see videos of, the, of this if you Google it, but but literally every thought is like a seed that's planted in our brain. And, and if you look at it, they're like vines that grow into trees. It's phenomenal. That's, that's the physiological makeup of our brain. 
And every single thought, when you think about it over and over and over, the more you think about it, the more you feed that thought and it turns in from this little tiny little weak vine seed, it sprouts, it, it becomes this strong tree and it grows the more you think about it. The less you think about it, the more it dies. So when you think about this, if you sit and think over and over about how angry, how irritated or how disappointed you are, about something someone in your family did to you, what's going to grow in your brain? Right. And we talk about just the power of negative thoughts in general all the time. And I mean, the more you you think about that and it just weighs on you, the more you're going to live that like, it's just, you're just going to have a negative experience. Yeah. So those thoughts spill out through what? Your emotions, your words, your actions, your behaviors. So this is really powerful stuff. We're going to take a quick break and then wrap the segment up with more. Five Star Life offers year-round programs for kids at our 350-acre training facility that we call Summit. These programs focus on three core components. First, each program includes lessons from our curriculum that targets kids' mindset. Secondly, each program teaches a skill like equine, archery, blacksmithing, basketball, fishing, boating, and many more. Thirdly, our programs connect kids to mentors we call coaches who are trained to help kids live a five-star life. Go to fivestarlife.org to learn more or sign up your kids. Coach Seth here with Five Star Life and with my new co-host today, filling in for Coach Mia, uh, Coach Brandon. Now I'm the new co-host. Well, you are. You're new here today. I love it. You're having a good time. <laughs> your voice is almost as good as Coach Mia's. Almost. Almost. I'll try, I'm trying my best. She has a great radio voice. She doesn't even give herself enough credit for she it. She does have a great radio voice. Yeah. When I listen to the show, I'm like, she's so, she sounds so much better than I do. And she looks better than all of us, too. <laughs> That's true. That helps. Yeah. yeah and, and Bray, you've got an incredible radio voice, too. I And great hair, for those that can't see. <laughs> <laughs> and, and great hair. We he were, has the face and hair for radio. We, we were doing curriculum last night with our basketball teams, and the, one of the kids, we were talking about goals, right? We're talking about ruling and goal setting goals. And one of the things was, hey, draw what you want to be or what your goal is to be, right? And one of the kids drew a stick figure, and I, and I said, hey, who's that stick figure? And they said, I want to be a five-star coach when I get, up, when I get older. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. That is awesome. Yeah. And I, and I said, why? Because we're good looking and have great hair. But really, you know, because we're, it's not because of that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just awesome in general. Like yeah. those little moments that like those kids say, because those are like, what the, was that the first and second graders? Yeah. And, and I'll say one more thing, and I'm not trying to get us off the rails here, but what, there was a third grader there last night that when we, we were talking about, hey, what is one goal that you can set to help you become even more awesome at something, right? And the, this third grade girl says, I wanna, I wanna do more to help the elderly. Wow. And it was, the, I couldn't believe it. I was like, that is unbelievable to, that you said that. I mean, it's just awesome, awesome. You've heard the phrase, and a child will lead them. This is, a, this is why it's so true. And this is why, again, in the first segment, I, I kind of did a, a pitch for getting involved in volunteering. Every person that gets involved volunteering with our programs, they always tell me, I, I, this has changed my life. Like, I get more out of it than I'm giving. It's the, it's the nature of working with kids because kids are so... They're just so precious, so beautiful, mm -hmm. and there's so much we can learn from them. Authentic. 
Yeah. And, and it's like we, we can learn how to live by when you're around kids, you relearn what really matters in life and how to enjoy life. Uh, yeah, they have like no care in the world. They just, they're authentic. They're authentic. And we, we unlearn how to enjoy life and how to live and how to care. We, we, we learn that money is the most important thing and that working is the key to that. And again, these are all important things. Mm-hmm. But kids understand that if you want to learn about relationships, hang out with kids and just observe. So, so, so a couple of goals, I want to be a five-star coach. Yep. I want to help the elderly. Yep. So kids have, again, kids are in many ways the most selfish creatures in the planet, but when they're in their pure state, they're the most selfless. It's this cool, cool thing. And as parents, that's what we're trying to draw out at five-star life. That's what we're, we're putting fuel on. And I think that really shows like the importance of what we're trying to do. Like, with our curriculum that was with first through fourth graders in a basketball setting. And instead of just teaching them basketball skills, they also went through goal setting. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just huge on what we're trying to do. No one else is doing it. That is for sure. Bray, real quick. We have any opportunities right now for people with five star basketball. I mean, parents may be listening, grandparents and they're thinking, how do I get my son or daughter involved in this program? Yeah. So specifically for girls, we have a, uh, our girls tryouts are coming up in about a month. So February 15th, uh, the week of that, we have two different tryout dates. You can visit fivestarbasketball.org to see those dates and register your daughter. That is fifth through 11th grade girls for our summer travel teams. And we have one skills clinic coming up for seventh and eighth graders that coach Harden, who is tremendous, is going to run on Tuesday nights coming up in early February. Those are the two main things we have going right now. Good. We got some AU stuff coming up too for people that yep. are and boys are boys will follow about a month after the girls' tryouts here coming up in February. Good. All right. All right. I want to get back on topic. Um Bray, that was a great, great little uh squirrel because I think there's so many ways that people can get involved with five star that actually plays right into these relationships um, for parents to have these conversations with their kids. So, so again, um, when we, when we think about relationships and how to really understand the influence we can have, it comes back down to the seeds we plant and our mindset will determine which seeds we're planting. And, and I want to just break down quickly to, to wrap this show up three different minds that we talk to kids about. You're going to either have a mindset of a taker. Now, a taker, uh, they don't give hugs. They take hugs. Um, they, they, they are thinking only of themselves. They're, they're the people that are selfish, thinking only about what they want. They're, they're, even if they give something, it's, it's always to, in the end, benefit them to get. Right. So, so if you have a, a taker mindset, what is at the forefront of your mind? You, what, what, what seeds you plant in your mind? What can I get? What can I take? Yeah, you're looking out for yourself. Yes. Which is a, it's like an epidemic in teenagers. They're thinking about, well, my mom doesn't do this. Well, my dad doesn't do this. Well, my siblings do that. They're upset because they're not getting what they want. And it's a toxic mindset. This is what we're teaching in Five Star. The second mindset we can take on is a matcher mindset. And a matcher it, it does exactly what it sounds like it does. They match. So if you give me a smile, I'll give you one back. If you're nice to me, I'll be nice back. 
Um, if you, you know, encourage me and do help something helpful for me, then I'll encourage you and do something helpful back. So I'm just simply matching the energy of the person on the other side of the room. This is how, this is basically like, there's a small percentage of the world that are, that are takers, right? We know we can spot takers. And then a majority of society lives in this matching zone. 100%. That's the whole time you're talking about. I was like, I, I bet like the biggest chunk has to be people are matchers. It's easy to, if you're nice to me, Seth, I'm going to be right, nice right back to you. But if you're, if you're mean or do something mean to me, I'm going to be mean right back. So how quick do we do this? Somebody is selfish. They're a taker. You spot them. You're like, I can't stand that person. They're, they're a jerk. And then if somebody smiles, you does something nice. You're like, man, I love that person. Why? Because they gave you something like, like they, they matched you. So you kind of like them. Now, the third category, the third mindset, this is, this is the unicorn. This is unusual. These, this mindset is, is what I call a giver mindset. So the seeds they're planting in their mind is, I am here to give. I want to give smiles. I want to give kindness. I want to give my time, my energy, my empathy, my, my best. I'm going to give. I'm going to live my life giving. They have an abundance mindset, not a scarcity mindset. People who are uh, takers, they, they think the world is scarce, that resources are scarce. I've got to get mine. I, I, nobody's, the world is against me. I've got to go get it. A givers have an abundance mindset. There is, there is more energy, more love, more money in this world. It's okay. I can give it. And so... The key is they have no expectation that anything comes back to them. That's rare. Uh, givers are super rare. The The idea is a matcher will do that, but the matcher is expecting it back. But to give and not accept, expect anything back it is rare. And I think if you think even through history of like some of our greatest leaders and influential people in history, they're givers. The, the people that you aspire to be like uh, the people you look up to often in movies, uh, some of the best books you've read, the heroes, I agree. Mm-hmm. It, the, the unique thing about the, the MLKs, um, some of those people, Mother Teresa's, the, the, they're what? They live to give. And uh, people wrongly, they, they don't understand the influence that givers have. But when you just pause and take even a minute to think about, like, man, giving is so powerful. You become a person that's almost magnetic. Uh, magnetic. And so th- this is my challenge for folks. When you think about the influence you want to have in your family, be- become a giver and start planting the seeds in your mind by thinking about how can I be a giver? And the problem that happens with family is we give when they don't give back, we get ticked. Yeah. That's what ruins a lot of family relationships is I'm doing this and this and this for my family and no one appreciates it or no one's returning the favor. Mm -hmm. And we have other topics that talk about, uh, we just did a lesson on manipulation. So so, uh, again, givers don't give because they're manipulated. They give because they're givers. And so there's no feeling of being slimed because I was lured into helping this person. You still set your own boundaries, but you you give on your own terms and you become a giver. Not giving out of guilt or shame. 
This is the key, and we are out of time. Thank you so much for tuning in. Brandon, thanks for filling it for me. You did a great job. Thanks for having me. Super producer Bray, thank you. Thank you. At Five Star Life, we are changing the face of culture through education and sports by changing the most important piece of a human being's life, their mindset. If you are interested in being a part of our journey, please visit fivestarlife.org for more information on volunteer and donation opportunities.